Hey. Uh, just a second ago, I was sound checking, and I somehow came up with the word jam jamblebee. And Jackson said that that sounded like a great uh, underwriter, and it could be like a honey jam. Mm, that's not bad. That's not bad. This episode of Speakeasy brought to you by Jamblebee brand Honey Jam. I was thinking it was an event in Vermont once every summer. Well, they sponsor, Jamblebee sponsors that event. Jamblebee, Jamboree. It's Jamboree meets Jamban. <laughs> That's right. Sounds like hell on earth. <laughs> the music is playing, right? Yeah, we need to get a new song. He said but about have, his own friend's song. You're friends with Satay, the man who does this I know, song. I know, but I have other friends' songs we need to include there. But here we are. Are we in this now? Yeah. It's a speakeasy number I can't remember anymore. That's how many we've okay. done. And okay. we, you want to tell people? I always am the person that tells people what, what this exactly is. You should tell people. We, this is a show that we This is an occasional episode of the Dinner Party Download where we clear out our audio cupboard uh, yeah. and, uh, uh, and the back of the fridge for little tasty morsels that we didn't want to part with. Yeah. Uh, from our, our hour-long shows. Yeah. And this is going to be a great one. And frankly, not I like our actual show and stand behind it, but this is a little bit more fun for me. Uh, really? Well, I'll say, I'm editing right now for this week's show. We have Yo-Yo Ma, the great cellist. It's, yeah, coming up on this weekend show, our, our real show. And the best part of this interview is the stuff that no one's going to hear this week. It's just him <laughs> being such a goofball. And I try to incorporate a little bit of that into our actual interview, but ultimately, you know, it would just be disorienting if we just had him talking about drinking bourbon and talking about himself in the third person. Oh, uh, I could listen to Yo-Yo Ma talk about drinking bourbon all day, but yeah. that's I'm a public radio geek. But we might during in a future speakeasy so that's what this is this is where we put that stuff that in the radio business is called the forward promote so what do we have queued up here yeah this is uh sam hewen star of the stars series outlander and first of all we should say that this guy has a following that is beyond my imagining i think we posted about that episode and it got more social media love than anything that was happening on any show produced by our company that month. Anyway, why don't you set up what, what happened here? You were talking to him in New York. Yeah, so Sam came in for an interview. Rico was in L.A. I was in New York. We were doing the etiquette segment. He walked in. Immediately, every, a lot of people in our office found something to be doing in the pathway of Sam. Like, I, there was <laughs> he's, a really... He's a ripped dude. He's got a certain appeal, certain je ne sais quoi, and that's relevant to this clip, which you're about to hear. Yeah. And so we finally, we sat him, Nina... Patak, our producer, was there. You'll hear her name later. Sat him down in the studio, and then we started rolling, and Rika was joining us from L.A. because we were just kind of syncing up all the audio tracks. So this is before the real the interview got humming. How's L.A.? Uh, it's uh, rainy. What? What's going on? We're not supposed to the have world's any coming moisture. Wow. I think, can I, can I, I say, think ev- all... everywhere I've been on this press tour, uh, Sydney, Tokyo, L.A., and New York, and it's absolutely... Rain down every first day I've been there. So You're bringing that Scottish that weather, uh, rain god. Depressing Scottish rain. Does the weather affect you? Like, do you feel? I feel comfortable. Yeah, you just take it in miserable <laughs> conditions. To be honest. <laughs> All right, I see you're wearing a really cool, like a leather jacket. That's not your typical black leather jacket. It looks the color of a dark Scottish sky during the rain. <laughs> green, it's green. It's like but, uh, green, yeah, blue. Gray. I would say this is more the color of the water. Oh, right. I've never been. Oh, I've never been. I haven't either. It's my dream, know, actually, horrible. to go do a, a scotch-tasting tour of, of Scotland. Oh, would well, be I, could, uh, I could take you around. So how's that sound, Tim? Oh, still, still, still a little quiet. Still a little quiet. Okay, Nina, you, we need to boost Sam. Give little me a little bit. boost. Keep talking, Sam. So we <laughs> I'm going to keep talking here and take my jacket off at the same time. Which seems you can do two things be... at one time. Uh, no, I can't. Oh, wait, he's caught. 
I should take a picture of this. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah there we go. That's what happened. Did your That's muscles better. grow while you're wearing the jacket, or did the jacket shrink in the rain? Um, it's, it's happened there. Yeah, it is a child's jacket. <laughs> and, uh, is that your trick? You just wear children's clothes and you yeah. just look ripped. Oh, yeah. I think that's. I should, I should adopt <laughs> that. Then you don't have to. You don't have to do all the gym stuff. You can yeah. just. Yeah. It's Oshkosh Kabosh. And it's cheap as well. Wow. Some <laughs> tips from Sam Hewen on how to look ripped. That's right. I took him up on that, and I basically have been wearing Toy Story pajamas to work every day. Yeah, you can pretend that you haven't been rocking those for years. This is work, right? This new office you guys gave me with the pad on the walls where you have the person recording me. Wear whatever you want in there. Okay. (laughs) Just enjoy yourself. Also, I'm just saying that the next time I'm in Scotland, I'm going to track down Sam Hewen, and he's going to take me around on a scotch-tasting tour. It's going to be the manliest thing that's ever happened in my life. Word of warning, probably not the best wingman. I (laughs) I know. (laughs) I think you get forced into the background when you're hanging with Sam at the bar. Uh, So that was Sam, and that was an earlier episode. That was You should go back and listen to that. That etiquette was fun. Uh, But around that time, we also did a live show in New York. Jessica Williams, the wonderful comedian who has the podcast Two Dub Queens and is on The Daily Show. Yeah. Uh, she was on. And then, of course, our spirit animal, Dick Cavett, oh was gosh. also on. The uh, the famous uh, talk show host from the 60s through the 80s and even into the 90s, who has been on several times and, before, but never in a live setting. And if it's not clear to everyone, part of the reason we love Dick Cavett is because there are very few hosts who are just hosts. I mean, he did a little bit of comedy writing beforehand, but he pretty much is known as being a host. He just It was about the guests, and Charlie yeah. Rose is another one. But everyone else, you know, from Seth Meyers to Johnny Carson, they were comedians. Yeah. And so we have a special place in our heart for Dick, yeah. and he also was, we, we aspire to be as intelligent and as witty as he is. Yep. And I think Never gonna happen. this clip we couldn't include in the final <laughs> interview really shows his chops. He's going to tell us about an encounter he had with a former vice president. Do you remember a guest on the show you were really looking forward to having on the show, maybe a hero who let you down? Oh, yes. My God, I couldn't sleep the night before Spiro Agnew came. (laughs) (laughs) At last. That's right. Yeah, pictures all over my wall. Completely. Yeah. (laughs) He was the dullest guest ever. Right. <laughs> Let, let's put an ever on that. And, <laughs> and people said, um, this was in the, early in the Nixon administration, and um, I just didn't know what to expect. And they said, well, we're putting up some cartoons of him. He's always being politically cartooned by the great Herb Block and others. And he'll have funny things to say about them. Someone failed to give them to him. Mm-hmm. And I said, what about this one? Hmm. <laughs> is, that, is that a new one? No. Those were the highlights. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you something that might surprise you. I have the anagram curse. Uh, I rearrange letters in a word in my head, lightning speeds, weird craziness. I once saw Alec Guinness on a marquee and thought genuine class. Ooh, wow. <laughs> and it is. I mean, it, and uh, the tragedy is that Agnew left one week before I realized that. Spiro Agnew is grow a penis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We were going to ask That's you later right. to tell us something we don't know. Yeah. No need. Yeah, no need. we're good. So good. Yes. And for, for the young uh, Spiro Agnew, 39th vice president of the United States, ended up having to resign because he was corrupt. Wait, was Spiro indicted in Watergate? 
I can't. It wasn't remember. Watergate. He was taking bribes and stuff like that. So he was he separately had to leave the White House separate from Nixon. He wasn't. It wasn't the recordings that got him impeached. It was actually. Oh, let's see. Uh, I just want. I'm going to leave this into the edit because I want people to know you don't have this at the tip of your tongue. <laughs> so here we go. So yeah, he was charged with having accepted bribes, totaling more than hundred thousand dollars while holding office, and he had to resign. Oh so there you go. What a crazy time. Well, speaking of weird stuff, what we have coming up is our weird and wonderful friend, friend of the show, friend of Rico's. Yes, Opus Moreski, who is also one of the head writers for uh, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. I think he introduces himself as the head writer, not Rico's friend. Yeah. He's like, hi, um, I'm friends with the Dinner Party Download, friends with Rico. Oh, yeah, I also am the head writer. That's at the bottom of his resume. Yeah. In, in bold is Rico's friend. Yes. That's what gets him the gig. <laughs> so he joined us, and do you want to set this up, Rico? Yeah, so every week on the show, we do our history lesson with booze, where we uh, tell a true tale from history and then have a bartender create a drink themed after that history. At our show in New York, we played a little video about a piece of history that took place at Studio 54, the famous nightclub. And then we had Opus make uh, a cocktail based on that history. The problem is the green space at WMYC where we taped the show doesn't have a liquor license. The green space is basically a public radio station, so they do not have a liquor license. <laughs> no. Weirdly, most public radio stations do not have bars. Working on changing that. Anyway, so here's Opus to make what we thought was going to be a non-alcoholic cocktail. Well, I know, I know that we don't have a liquor license here, and it's actually interesting that there, uh, in my research... It, apparently, Studio 54 didn't have a liquor license when it first started opening up. So there's a lot in common between the Green Space and, and Studio 54. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I decided to make a non-alcoholic uh, Manhattan, a version of a perfect Manhattan. Um, of course. And uh, you start all with right. uh, this uh, apple juice that I have right here. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, all now, right. Now, Opus, I should say, Interesting. Uh, just for the folks at home, what that looks like to me is a, a bottle of Maker's Mark with uh, apple yeah. juice clumsily written, written on the label. That's, yeah. uh, excuse me, that is not clumsily written at all. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that barrel-aged apple juice? That is yeah. barrel-aged, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's the good stuff. Uh, oh, a classic juice shaker. Juice shaker, yeah. Yep. You're going to want to get one of these and fill it with ice. Okay. Uh, this is the sound effects part of our show. That's good radio, right. ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so anyways, two parts of the uh, b- b- uh, Burmese uh, apple juice. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I heard that apple juice is actually bad for kids. It's like filled with sugar. It's this apple juice is very bad for kids. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, we're going we're gonna to get some uh, sweet uh, Vermont maple syrup. Oh. <laughs> All right. All right. Classic. Yeah. We should point out, by the way, what he took out there, of course, was a bottle of vermouth. vermouth. And then Brendan very hilariously said, uh, I believe that's French maple syrup, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it is French Vermont maple syrup. <laughs> All right. And then I, I also got some dry maple syrup. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> to balance right. it out. Right. Because, uh, yeah, because I like a perfect Manhattan, that's which right. this isn't. This is a Manhattan tint. <laughs> All right. You want to stir. Uh, do not shake. It'll get it cloudy. And okay. You don't want that. Uh, this would be good on waffles so far. Can you get me uh, three uh, cherries? Yeah. Great. I prefer a, you know, an iced coupe glass, but instead we have uh, some mugs from the break room here. Yeah. <laughs> it's public radio, so we have a lot of mugs. Yeah, that's all right. Brendan's putting the maraschino cherry in each one of those, and now all right. the, the deliciously dry Apple maple, juice, syrup. maple syrup treat. <laughs> The Low Manhattan. Which is all legal. 
course. You're not, you're not cops, are you? <laughs> are, you not. are you wearing a wire? Oh, no, none, yes. none of this is being recorded. Okay, good. <laughs> all right. Everything's fine. Here is to Opus, and here's to you all. This is delicious. Yeah. Should we just serve this to everybody? No, God, no. <laughs> People were very upset that they didn't get to sample that completely non-alcoholic cocktail. That's right. So that's that's <laughs> our last little tidbit from that live show. Yes. You should go back and hear the whole thing. It's really, really fun. It was adorable. Uh, and then we also had on, around that time, the wonderful Saoirse Ronan. One of my favorite uh, performances of last year in movies was her starring role mm-hmm. in the movie Brooklyn. And now she is on Broadway in The Crucible. Which was also amazing. She plays Abigail. Uh, sometimes you have a guest come by and you just have a blast. We just were hanging out. We had a wonderful conversation. It was hell to edit. <laughs> it was because <laughs> yeah. it went on very, very long. There were so many other great tidbits that we wanted to include one for you. It was hard to choose. There was one where she talks about Brad Pitt holding her as a baby. Uh, There's another one talking about her allergy to potatoes. She's Irish. Even though she's Irish. But we decided to leave with this one because it's a little window into the life of an actor after the stage, after the the lights, after the applause dies. What happens to it, to a young, one of the top actors in her field at, at the end of the night? Does she rage? Let's find out. The only thing that I find is on at, um, at night when I come in is King of Queens. Oh, wow. Which yes. I love. I'm sorry about that. I really love King of Queens. You know what? I've never seen King of Queens. It's actually a great show. Wait, you go home? Like, you're like one of the biggest stars right now, and you go home and you watch King of Queens? It's the only thing that's on. Seinfeld is what do you mean? On it's the only thing. I mean, but it's not the only thing on in the world. You yeah, don't have, I know. Like, but I finished Girls or something. Now. You don't go to like the Soho House and like no, Mark I'm Ronson doesn't invite you to into a DJ set or something. No. <laughs> wow. Is that where Mark Ronson it does, hangs out? It does sound. Well, he's probably married in Hollywood right now. But it sounds like the radio life. I live in the same life. Maybe then we could just swap one of these days. Th- that would be. That you would be great. You could do Abigail, and I could do this. Oh no! I was thinking when you're back in a movie, I would. I would do that. Oh, so you would, okay, so you'd go on a film set, but you yeah. wouldn't go and do a play. RV with catering? That sounds Listen, cool. there's a lot more to filmmaking than an RV and catering. Um, parties to, like, afterwards? I say stuff sometimes. Pretending to kiss beautiful people? <laughs> They're not all, although I have to say I've been very lucky. I don't think I've ever had to kiss anyone that wasn't. A hundred people when you're like, I think I need a red pen and <laughs> Fiji water, and it's poof. It comes yeah, it's like being a that's superhero. that's me all over. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say two things, Brendan. First of all, I really do want to see you portraying Abigail oh, in The Crucible. I think of myself as, uh, what's his name, Proctor. I'm sure you do. Proctor and Gamble. And then the other thing is that... Gamble and like, Huff. I like, <laughs> but I, I also like how we bookended this show with a, a Scot at the beginning and an Irish person at the end, just mm. in time for the Brexit vote over in uh, in Britain. Oh, it didn't occur to me. Yeah. And they're from two countries that ironically either achieved or tried to achieve independence from Britain. Yeah. So we should have convened like a roundtable discussion about Brexit with them. Believe it or not, there's actually about a 20-minute <laughs> conversation about her living in Ireland and me visiting Ireland, but we, we decided not to bore everyone with that. All so, right, instead uh, I just But she lives in Dublin, born in the Bronx, but she's currently in New York, still in the Crucible. Yeah, check it out. Saoirse Ronan, watching the King of Queens. So when you're out at 10 o'clock at night, coming home, going to Cheesecake Factory, living your glamorous life, it's not all glamour for... The famous people is watching King of Queens. And that's the moral of this episode of Speakeasy. Celebrities, they're not just like us. Insert different end credits of Brendan's choosing here. Maybe Mark Ronson. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 